Today is Monday, April 10th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Israel on high alert after some attacks. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, leave a rating, share with a friend. Email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're getting through the news of the cray here. That's what we do each and every weekday at 7 a.m. Joining me now on this Monday, Billy Hallowell. What's going on, Billy? Caffeinated and contented, I I presume. Yeah, I'm I'm living the coffee dream. (laughs) I know we harp on this, but look, man, it's 7 a.m. And we're recording this, obviously, before 7 a.m. It's early, so... (laughs) <laughs> Got to get awake. Uh, yeah. Tackle the Monday. I'm not going to mock your morning tea, but okay. it should be a coffee. You're, you're <laughs> drinking the wrong thing. Yeah. That's all. Maybe I'll convert one of these days. It's Monday and coming off Easter weekend. Hope everybody had a fantastic Easter weekend, but there's a lot to get to. We got a religious freedom case, Billy, in Canada. Man, it's getting really concerning up there. Yeah. I mean, it's becoming, <laughs> it's, it's the Europe of North America. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely concerning and and. Yeah, we'll get into it, but it's a, it's a potentially a big crackdown on protests and free speech. Yeah, and we've sure. got our we've got our own free speech issues here. Madison Seals talking to uh, Liberty uh, Council about their um, letter to the Loudoun County Superintendent talking about religious discrimination against a teacher who used a Bible verse, and it's just it seems like these cases are more and more on the rise. We'll have that on the main thing with Madison Seals. But first, we are going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And Israel's government put its forces on high alert Friday after taking rocket fire from Lebanon, the Gaza Strip. And for the first time in years, Syria experts are now pointing at Iran as the source of the escalation where more than 30 rockets were fired from Lebanon into northern Israel. At least six were launched from Syria. And China's military sent dozens of warplanes and warships toward Taiwan in another large-scale exercise that simulated sealing off the island in response to its president's trip to the U.S. And of course, you know, this puts America on high alert because President Biden previously had said that if China were to invade Taiwan, that America would respond. So, of course, that's of high interest to us here in America. And female athlete Riley Gaines was verbally and physically assaulted by a man wearing a dress late last week, all because she was speaking at a school for her rights as a woman. She's a former NCAA women's swimming star. She was the one that finished runner up uh, to a transgender man, Leah Thomas, back in the 2022 national championship those are just some of today's top headlines you can check out those stories and more over at cbnnews.com billy there's a concerning trend here with the violence and the increased escalation of tensions here especially in the way we've seen many respond after this nashville shooting you see a lot of this urgency to defend transgenders and the lgbt movement And so this tension seems to be increasing between the two sides here. And Riley Gaines speaking at a school getting attacked is just the latest domino to fall here. Well, let's address, I mean, this is the culmination of the safe spaces chaos that we've had going on for so long, right? But, But this new turn 
And it feels new, which is that you can't walk into or out of a school. It used to be like, oh, Ben Shapiro can't come and speak. Now it's if you come and speak, we will beat you. Or you will physically, you will need 20 cops to escort you out of a building. The fact that that's where we are over disagreements in any on any topic is actually terrifying and it feels like that is ramping up i mean those videos those clips i don't know if you watched any of them of riley mm-hmm. trying to leave the school and what she's claiming happened versus what you know we're seeing come from the other side i mean this is this is deeply problematic regardless of what side you are on of this issue that you think this is an appropriate way to yeah. respond i've never understood there is this tendency on one side to want to shut down the other side instead of having a debate. It's this tactic of, well, we can't even accept their existence, which is kind of ironic coming from many of the same people who push the diversity and inclusion mantra. They don't seem very inclusive when someone who disagrees with them wants to speak. And I've never understood that response either. I mean, I think when you have a position on something, isn't it the best to talk to people who are the best at arguing the other side. I like doing that when I'm working out a topic in my mind or thinking of an issue. I like talking to people who disagree with me. I don't like building straw men and knocking them down. That doesn't really do me any good. That doesn't strengthen my belief in that position. But when I talk to somebody who has the best arguments on the on the opposing side of that and they can articulate that, that helps strengthen. Well, I have to I have to find a better response to that. I have to see if there's a better response. And if there isn't one, well, then maybe I can see a weakness in, in my position. And so it helps bring yes. better ideas to the front. Whereas this response, I've never understood the need to coddle this response. When we've seen it before, when it even when it didn't result in physical, it's the yelling and shouting someone down who's trying to talk. And this idea that somehow by someone disagreeing with you, this is causing violence. It's it's nonsense and we shouldn't have let it fester for this long. Well, yeah. And I th- and I think that if you don't have a strong argument or you don't have the strongest argument, what happens? You start to scream. Right. It's like. <laughs> yeah. And that's part, that's part of the problem here. I mean, it's it's raving maniac behavior because the logical argument isn't working or winning. It's like when your kids and, don't want to take do the do a chore and they just start. Well, I don't want to do it. You know, and it's like it'd be like acquiescing to that. Yeah, no, I I think this is a major, major problem. And the other part of it that is deeply problematic are the people making defense of it, ignoring yeah. it, allowing it. You know, we saw this with Nashville. This is unacceptable. It should not be permitted. There is no world in which using violence or intimidating somebody to the point of not being able to leave or enter an event is an okay thing in America. This is not North Korea. We are in America, and we need to act as such. Yeah, but why are you such a fascist, Billy? No, I mean, that's... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's what they would say on the Because I drink side. coffee. Because <laughs> I drink coffee and not tea, yeah. that's why. But you hear that all the time if you start, if you speak, oh, these fascists want to... No, gosh, here we go. And it spirals out of control. That's the state of where we're at here with our discourse in America. It's lovely, isn't it? Um, it is. But, hey, look, we're coming off Easter weekend, so I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I mean... Christ conquered the grave and that is something that look I was happy about that all weekend I just you know concerned when I see some of these trends you know like I'd like to be able to be able to speak about things in public for the remaining time I have here on earth but anyhow let's move into your story here Billy we've got a proposed law in Canada it's Ontario this time that religious freedom advocates they're sounding the alarm on what's the story here 
Yeah, this is this is interesting, and it's in line with what we're talking about here. There is a new law in Ontario, um, and it's it's basically the community safety zone law. It's called protecting two SLGBTQI plus communities act. Wait, what? That right. it, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Say that again. That's a new. I've not. I either heard okay. it wrong or that's a new one. Say it one more time. No, you didn't. You didn't hear it wrong. It's the protecting two SL. LGBTQI plus Communities Act, basically oh protecting goodness. the LGBTQ Communities <laughs> Act. And um, this is in Ontario. And basically, this proposal, to boil it down, it creates a safety zone around an event that might be hosting a drag queen story hour or a drag show or some other LGBTQ event. And, and this safety zone would essentially not allow anybody to protest really um and that's why that's why it's called the protecting the communities yeah. act um and, and again this is in ontario it would allow just for clarity so people understand it would allow the attorney general of ontario to basically give a specific address this designation for a specific period of time a short period of time so if it was going to be at a library or a hotel or whatever they could designate that ad- address as being a safety zone and then a hundred meters, that's 328 feet. That is a lot of space around that event. You would not be able to engage in any of these types of activities, these protest activities. And of course, this is filed under harassment, intimidation, hate speech. But the language is very general on this because who defines what hate speech is, right? Who defines intimidation? Um, it, it seems like even protests or saying negative things could be counted under this. You would not be able to then protest around mm. that venue. Very, uh, man, very, man, it's really getting crazy up there in Canada when it comes to these religious freedom, uh, just ability to be able to have your thoughts and um, your worship be unhindered. What's the, uh, do they have a penalty for violating this law? Why? I'm glad you asked, Dan. They do. It's a $25,000 penalty, up to $25,000. So, you know, I have not gotten my hands on the specific language yet. I have seen all of the, you know, the the new Democratic Party, which is the party in Ontario behind this. I have seen what they have put out on it. They really believe that this is something that would protect people. Um, And again, you know, this is Drag Queen Story Hours. A lot of people, and this brings to mind for me, the woman out in the UK silently praying yeah. right, around, yep. you know, outside of an abortion clinic. This feels very much like that um, because of how general the language is in it. Are critics responding to this yet? Is uh, what are they saying? If so, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael Feeson, who is he's actually a pastor in Kentucky, but he founded um, an organization up in Canada called Liberty Coalition Canada. Um, and he looks at these issues. He basically said that the vi- the bill vilifies concerned citizens and purports to criminalize peaceful protests by using dangerously vague and cynically one-sided language. And, you know, this is basically the critique is that, well, what are we doing here? If people are protesting peacefully, you know, are they going to be criminalized because of this? And, you know, people obviously looking at the fact that 328 feet is a ton of space around these venues. Um, others are warning. There's Ellison uh, Pajovic. She's a lawyer with the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. She said that what is notable about the bill is that it is context content specific. It's targeting specific speech um, and speech that might be offensive, but that, again, somebody going to a drag queen story hour and peacefully protesting 
that would that should be fine, but that may be seen as targeting and disallowed. Mm. And so, yeah, there there apparently there's apparently a similar law um, somewhere else in Canada. So this is something that's that's kicking up into high gear there. Very concerning. I don't want any politicians here getting any ideas for how to combat. And as we were talking about earlier with the Riley Gaines story, you can see there's a tendency to want to do that, to want to shut that down. They don't like when people are able to speak their minds and it's really concerning. And especially in Canada, I mean, they've had, remember they had such a hard time during COVID churches there getting basically um, descended on by cops and shut down fences put up around them. Uh, Pastor uh, Arter Pawlowski, who was made the news several times for the things he said, he was arrested at one point for planning to attend a protest. That all happened up in Canada. Very, very concerning stuff for sure. I mean, it, it does send a chill down your spine when you think about that spreading to other parts of the world, particularly here. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, we're seeing it in Europe. We're we're seeing it in Canada. And I think, again, it's part of that, like, I have, it's part of that mistaken belief that you have a right to never be offended. Yep. Right. And I think, but the fact that it's being legislated and it's interesting you know, it's the two issues that it's being legislated on are abortion and this trans issue, right? I mean, these are the two issues that, you know, are getting this this special level of protection. Nobody should be harassed or maligned or whatever, but but that has to do with human behavior. You know, that doesn't have to do with, oh, I want somebody to come in and legislate this. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. Th- this, to me, thank God we have a First Amendment, and thank God we have a lot of people in America who who fight to affirm that. But I want to remind everyone... There was a coach who had to go to the Supreme Court to <laughs> yes. get to, to affirm his right to pray on the 50 yard line. So it's something you got to fight for. Yeah. And as we're going to mention here in a minute, Liberty Council had to write that letter to Loudoun County for religious rights for a teacher there using a Bible verse. And it just makes me think, Billy, as you're going through that story, there's one of the two things you can do as a parent, no matter what class you're in or what oppressed class you think you're in, you can teach your kids, especially here in America to be a victim of something when it happens to you or how to respond with grace and with dignity and with faith and respond in a way that empowers you and moves you forward rather than just making you curl up into a ball and scream that your life is over because someone has said something not nice to you, right? Like you can, there, there are ways to respond to things. Like as Christians, we know we're going to be persecuted in one way, shape or form. Jesus promised that to us, right? And so yep. we know that's coming. So can we can respond to that with confidence, especially when it's in Jesus' name that we're criticized because we know that's ultimately a blessing for us, even if it's not fun in the time. So what are you doing when you're raising your kid to just curl up and throw a tantrum the moment somebody disagrees with them? That's teaching them to be a victim. I think that's a big problem in America today. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we have not taught our kids to be strong, I think, because of the silos that we often talk about, you know, and we and we talk about them in terms of like, oh, nobody's getting along because they're not exposing themselves to other ideas. But I think actually what we're watching now is like, this is what happens. Like, yep. no, I can't be offended. You can't offend <laughs> right. me. If you offend me, like I, I, I should face no pain whatsoever in life. Nobody wants pain. Nobody wants struggle. But the reality is it's what makes us stronger. And yeah, we're we're in we're in some dire straits right now. I don't I don't know how you fix something that is so systematically culturally broken and now you have the government stepping in to solidify that. I mean, yeah. that is yeah, it's incredibly disturbing. But as you were saying earlier, Jesus wins. We know he has already right. won and so we need to not panic, but I do think 
again, fighting for our right to speak is an important an important thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely is. I'd rather, like I've, I've said before on this podcast, I'd rather live in that time where we're able to say these things and not. So I will certainly advocate for that side of the coin rather than the other any any time of the week and twice on Sunday. Billy, appreciate you bringing that story. We're going to move to the main thing now. It's on a related note here that we've been hitting on all podcasts today. Liberty Council wrote a letter to the Loudoun County Superintendent calling out blatant religious discrimination against a teacher who used a Bible verse in her signature line. In her signature line, you know, on emails and things like that. Matt Staver wrote the letter. I mean, this is the stuff that they're arguing. It's unbelievable. Matt Staver wrote a letter. He wrote that letter, and he compared the situation to the Boston flag. If you remember that story, Coach Kennedy, as you mentioned, Billy. And cases. those cases made it to the Supreme Court, as you, as you also mentioned, Billy. And so Matt talked to Madison Seals about this case and how far he thinks this one will go. That's today's main thing. Imagine being told as a high school teacher that citing the gospel message of John 3.16 in an email is obscene or vulgar. Well, that's essentially what happened in Virginia. And last week, Liberty Council sent a letter to the superintendent of Loudoun County Public Schools on behalf of that teacher, requesting that the school district allow the teacher to bring the Bible verse back to her email signature line. Here with me to discuss is the founder and chairman of Liberty Council himself, Matt Staver. Matt, thanks for coming on today. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be with you. I know that you're no stranger to defending religious liberty, but this situation just seems so outlandish that it's hard to believe that it's happening here in the United States. It reminds me of the short-lived versus City of Boston case that Liberty Council also defended, where a Christian flag was blocked from flying at Boston City Hall, while other flags representing private organizations were allowed. And in this case, a teacher's Bible verse was not allowed, but the school district allowed other employees to use quotes or statements in their signature lines. So why is this significant? Well, it's very significant, and it is very similar to the case that you mentioned in the short-lived versus City of Boston case. I argued that in 2022, we won nine to zero at the U.S. Supreme Court. And what happened in that case is the city of Boston opened up this form that was available to, quote, all applicants. But we found out it wasn't available for people who had religious viewpoints. In fact, they allowed 284 flags to be raised of all different kinds of ideologies and private expressions. And they would have allowed this Christian flag to be raised as well in celebration for Constitution Week by the Camp Constitution Organization, only if the founder, Al Shirtliff, viewed it as secular. If he called it the Camp Constitution flag, it was okay. If he said it was a Christian flag on the application, it was banned. Same kind of thing happened with the Coach Kennedy case. If he knelt down on the football field after the game, And he thought secular thoughts, like where he's going to order the pizza for the gang after the game, that's okay. Or even to protest the national anthem, that was fine. But if his thoughts turned toward God, even though they were private and silent, that was banned. And so now what you have here is something very similar. You have this school that allows these teachers to have all kinds of personal private messages on their signatures, under their name, on their emails. And the only one that's banned is anything that references the Bible. John 3, 16 was banned. And then when the teacher said, well, what about Proverbs 22, 6? Train up a child in the ways that he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. No, that's banned too. Why? Because it comes from the Bible. 
that's unconstitutional. Right. And that is a really interesting point that even after the teacher proposed this second Bible verse, which is very on point for a teacher about training up a child on the way that they should go, it was still denied. And if she had just used the verse without the scripture reference, it probably would have gone unnoticed because there's nothing inherently wrong with the verse. Like you said, it's about the fact that she's citing scripture. Is there some sort of policy within Loudoun County Public Schools that prohibits a teacher's use of scripture? No, there's no policy that specifically prohibits the use of scripture, but there is a practice, obviously, that they now have dug their heels in, and therefore it becomes a policy, and that is you can't say anything that's deemed religious. And you're exactly right. If she left off Proverbs 22.6, the origin or the location from which this quote derives, and just had train up a child in the ways that they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. They probably would have allowed it because it really comes down in their view to whether you deem that to be from the Bible, religious or not religious. It's the same thing with the flag. The same flag in the Camp Constitution case could have flown in Boston if Hal Shirtliff only deemed it to be a secular flag. But if he considered it to be religious, particularly Christian, then that's banned. And so they're looking at your viewpoint. They want to make sure that you don't think anything is religious and anything that you do think that's religious or Christian or biblical, that's banned. You know, if you look at the other quotes, for example, from Cesar Chavez, one of the teachers has this on the bottom of her signature line. Real education should consist of drawing the goodness and the best out of our students. And then another one, from Frederick Douglass. He has a a quote about uh, raising uh, boys to be accountable men. Uh, It's a very strong educational quote, but Proverbs 22, six is as well. And the only difference is, is because one comes from the Bible and one does not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I want to talk about the superintendent's response because he really didn't have good backing for saying that this Bible verse isn't allowed. He cited the Establishment Clause, claiming that it prohibits the use of a Bible verse. But this clause is time and time again applied incorrectly to keep the church out of the state instead of how it was intended to keep the state out of the church. How is this an example of religious discrimination? And does the how does the First Amendment protect this teacher's religious expression? Well, it's very ironic because the cases that they cite are the 1971 Lemon versus Kurtzman case or the so-called Lemon test. That's a judge-made rule that was applied to interpret the First Amendment Establishment Clause. And it's been used as a bulldozer to wipe out religion in a lot of different sectors, for example. Yet at the same time, it's also ironic because it is the Shirtliff case and it's the Coach Kennedy case of 2022 that overruled this 71-year-old terrible, or uh, the 51-year-old terrible president going back to 1971. Lemon is no longer good law. It's dead and gone. It's buried. And the Supreme Court said, instead of using the outdated, misapplied, judge-made Lemon test, we need to now interpret the First Amendment Establishment Clause according to its original meaning and intent. So what you have here is The fact is, we're the ones who actually are part of overturning that case. We sent the letter. We gave information about the cases. Yet, at the same time, if they had made a mistake, honestly, they didn't want to change it. They're digging their heels in. 
and they're still digging their heels in now by insisting that they will not allow either John 3.16 or Proverbs 22.6. They will not allow any biblical quotes on any of these teachers, but they'll allow everyone else, just not the Bible. Don't talk about religion. That's going to be something that we will challenge because that is clear discrimination on the basis of religious viewpoint. Right. Absolutely. Well, hopefully this letter is all that it takes to shed light on the truth and push the superintendent to change course. How likely do you think that that is, that the superintendent will backtrack or come to see that scripture should be allowed in the signature line? You know, I predicted in the Christian flag case in Boston that it would be very simple for us to just explain to the court and to the judges what the law is, uh, but we were wrong. <laughs> the lower court's use their ideology to reach a goal that was unconstitutional. Fortunately, we got a nine to zero decision at the U.S. Supreme Court. We had to take it all the way to the high court. We're ready to do the same thing here. So I, on the one hand, believe just like in the flag case, this is a no brainer. It's straightforward. This is wrong. It has to stop. It's a violation of the law. But on the other hand, will this school change? Based on the history of this school, I'm not necessarily convinced it will without some court challenges, and we're certainly ready to do that if we have to. Right, and you are fighting the good fight, so keep it up. Thank you for your dedication to defending religious liberty, and thanks for coming on the podcast today, Matt. Thank you. My pleasure to be with you. All right, Madison, appreciate that interview and you covering that topic. Thank you so much. That leaves us with time for one last thing. All right, so we've got Proverbs 9, 11 through 12. For through wisdom, your days will be many and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. And it just it just brings you back yep. to the need for, for God and his truth. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Solomon's prayer, prayer prayed for wisdom. And I think, that's, I think that's the best thing that we can ask for. And God says he'll give it to us if we pray for it. So pray for wisdom. There are a lot of interactions we are going to have as Christians going forward that we re we're going to need the Lord's help in our response, and the Spirit will provide it. He'll give us wisdom if we ask. So let's ask for it, all of us. So good spot to leave this Monday podcast. Lord willing, and that creek don't rise. We'll be back here tomorrow with more. In the meantime, get yourself on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. See you tomorrow.